Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. My name is Scotty Carlisle, and thank you for tuning in to the Move Podcast. Today, I want to talk about something that's been on my mind for a while. I want to share a little story with you. The whole concept for Move is M, make a difference. Oh, to offer up your time, talent, and gifts. B, there's victory in the small things, and E, to encourage others. And so I started to move. I was in third grade. Our teacher asked the class, where do you come from? What ethnicity are you? And everybody, I'm Mexican, I'm white, I'm black. Well, when she got to me, I had talked to my dad about three days before this. And my dad told me I was Chinese. Well, he didn't tell me, he didn't tell me that he was kidding. So as far as I knew, I was Chinese. I didn't understand that you had to be from China or a descendant of China to be Chinese. To me, that's what I was because that's what my dad said. So my teacher asked me, and I said, I'm Chinese. She giggled and she said, no, no, Scotty, you're not Chinese. And I said, yes, I am Chinese. My dad told me I was Chinese. And so I am Chinese. And who are, are you in, in my head anyway? Who are you to tell me what I am when my dad told me that I'm Chinese? And I got upset. I literally got upset. Well, she moved on and let it be, but in my mind, I was frustrated. My dad wouldn't have lied to me. You can't tell me that I'm not Chinese. I'm Chinese. So, it's it it rolls by and I go home and I'm still mad. I walk straight up to my dad and I'm like, Daddy, you know what the teacher told me? He said, what, son? She said that I wasn't Chinese. Well, he started laughing, laughing his ass off. I'm confused. Why is he laughing? Son, come here. You're not Chinese. Whoa. I was kind of brokenhearted. You see, one of my heroes of all times in life, even back then, was Bruce Lee. I knew Bruce, Bruce Lee was Chinese. I was like Bruce Lee. I, in my mind, I'm part Chinese. 
no son, you're Native American, you're English, you're German, and you're Irish. You're not Chinese. I was kidding with you. Oh man. It is a funny story. I reflect on it now and I also giggle. And pretty much everybody I tell that to giggles. But there's a lesson in that. Am I Chinese? It doesn't look like it. But I still got very, very upset because in my mind, I identified as Chinese. And that is an important topic to talk about is how we identify. Do you identify as white? And where does that line begin? Is it actually the color of your skin? Is it the socioeconomic class that you belong to? Is it the part of town that you live on? Or that you live in? Is it where you go to church? Is it how you speak? Is it how you walk? Is it the clothes that you wear? What exactly makes you white? Do you identify as black? What exactly makes you black? Is it the color of your skin? Once you get past a certain color of, of melanin, now you're black. Some people are light-skinned. Some people are dark-skinned. So do you say you're light-skinned black, but you're still black? Or is it not about actual pigmentation? Is there a line? Is there not a line? Because I don't know that line. I get real tan. And sometimes I'm a darker than black people. Is it the way you talk? Does that make you black? I know there are some white people, some Asian people, some Mexican people that have a certain way that they speak. Does that make them black? Is it the clothes that you wear? Is it the music that you listen to? Is it the side of town that you grew up in? Is it the car you drive? What makes you black? Where is the line? You see, Asian. Well, what the hell does that mean? How many different people come from Asia? 
Is it Chinese? Is it Vietnamese? Is it Japanese? Is it Filipino? You see, we can identify ourselves how we choose. I have Native American roots. I could identify as Native American. I could identify as white. I could identify as Irish. I could identify as Chinese. So, when we say things, when we repeat things, when we put a name on things, we are giving it life. You see, I am not a expert in the Bible, but there are certain insights that I believe I've found through the Bible, whether it is allegorical, whether it is specific, I believe that there are certain insights that we can glean from certain passages. So one of those passages, I think it's Ezekiel something, and he, he talks about Ezekiel is, is talking to God and God tells Ezekiel, prophesy life into those dead bones. And he tells Ezekiel to speak into those bones and speak them to life and have faith in, in me and use that faith and speak your words and speak life into those dead and dusty bones. And Ezekiel does that and in this story, the bones start coming together, meat, skin, everything starts to collect. And lo and behold, he speaks life into those dead and dusty bones. Now, is it allegorical? Is it something that literally happened? Is it literal, allegorical? You know, I don't freaking know, okay? You don't freaking know. But the words are there for a reason. And they have merit. When you speak something, you bring it to life. Now, our minds don't work in the negative. Everybody's heard the trick Somebody says, don't think of a, right? And you guys already probably said it in your mind, a pink elephant. Don't think of a pink elephant. I'm going to count to three and do not think of a pink elephant. One, pink elephant. Two, pink elephant. Right? So you can't not think of something by you 
identifying that of what not to think about, you're thinking about it. That's how we work. The tobacco companies understand this. They gotten, they got sued. There's been a lot of things with the tobacco company. And so they launched their own marketing campaign against smoking. Don't smoke. They understood how our minds work. They still understand how our minds work. They have all of the money to do all of the research. And we think that we got them. No. By them saying don't smoke, they're putting that word smoke in our minds. And it's making us think of that. Especially people that aren't aware. Don't smoke. We can't take away, we can only add to. Close your eyes. Try not to think a thought. Let me know how that works out for you. You are a thinker by happenstance. Or maybe you're being thinked. I know that doesn't make sense, but maybe thoughts are thinking through you of their own free will. I, I don't know. We can do a bunch of research, but at the end of the at the end of the day, none of us know. We are all human. We are all here trying to figure out things that we don't know about. And the deeper that we get and the smarter that we are, and the more technology that we bring about allows us to see more and more and more things. But you can always go a little deeper. And you can go a little deeper still. But why have we not figured out what actually is the cause of grass growing? We can identify the process and we can identify the players of why it or how it happens. But why? Where did it come from? The most basic question we cannot answer. We can talk in circles around a bunch of other things to appear that we're smart and that we know what's happening. But guess what? We don't. Don't kid yourself. And if you do, please inform me because I don't. And I think if you do say that, you're full of shit. <laughs> no offense. I'm sure we can still be friends and I can still think you're full of shit. It's okay. When you put a name on something, you are speaking life into that concept. This is why self-talk is so important. What you say to yourself, you create that reality. It may not happen like that because maybe that's not possible, but eventually it will become reality. Be very careful how you speak to yourself. I've talked to people that have been beating themselves up since they were kids. And typically, 
it stems from somebody who was supervising them, somebody that was a parent, a guardian, a big brother, a big sister, a teacher, somebody that they spent time with and and were hypercritical. You're not good enough. You didn't do this. You're stupid. You don't deserve that. You didn't do this. You are getting punished for your actions. Well, those people eventually fade away. But many times, we adopt their words. And we continue that conversation. And we speak life. And we speak death. And that's a fact. You know, I've seen on social media a lot, Asian hate. I don't want to keep saying that word because to me it's bullshit. Here's why. I'm not saying that there's not some asshole that has issues and is looking for somewhere to point his anger and his insecurities and his fear, his inadequacies. And he doesn't, you know, I have, so my wife has a, a friend that has a, a nail salon and not that long ago, somebody threw a rock through the window and had a nasty note that said, I don't know, it talked something, it said some Asian, Asian suck or some Asian, some derogatory remark about Asian this or Asian that. So when I say Asian hate isn't, or when I say hate, Asian hate is bullshit, I don't mean that things don't happen. I don't mean that people don't lash out against Asian, whatever that means. But what I'm saying is that the people that do that, it's not Asian hate. It's inadequacy. It is some deep-seated issue that they have with themselves. And yes, they're an asshole. And yes, they bully or they hurt or they destroy. And they say the name Asian hate. Because I hate Asians. That's bullshit. That is them identifying their problem in the wrong category. They do have hate inside. They do have anger. They have animosity. They have rage. I can imagine. 
and they're lashing out because they were not accepted as a kid. They had somebody that talked down to them, that hurt them, that made them suffer. And now it's payback time. And they're gonna pay back what was given to them. You take that same person that threw the rock through the nail salon. And I can guarantee you, that's not the only hate that this person has. You can name a rose by any other name, but it is the same flower. Folks, I believe hate how I understand it stems from ignorance. It stems from hurt. When you understand that you are connected to everybody, that you are connected to everything, you realize You are but a very small piece of the entire puzzle. And those people that get hurt will hurt others. Those people that get love will love others. Those people that get help will help others. So do me a favor. Don't say those two words because that's not what it is. It's an asshole doing an asshole thing, whether it's for attention or whether it's retribution. It's that person. When you say those two words, for any person that identifies as Asian, any kid listening to that, in grade school. Now, you're implanting something in their mind that doesn't exist. And for them, you're making it real. And now, as they go to school, 
as they go to their practice, whether it's sports or they're playing an instrument or maybe they're going to a church or maybe they're going to a friend's house, in their mind, they have this sheath of reality that says Asian hate. And that will instill fear. That will instill inadequacy. What is Asian? Is it the color of your skin? Is it facial features? Is it where you're from? How do you identify? Friends, if you get caught up in stereotyping, we all stereotype. There are stereotypes for a reason. Carlos Mancia, that guy is funny. And his whole spiel, or at least the majority of it that I've heard from him, all comes down to race. He talks crap about whites. He talks crap about blacks. He talks crap about Asians. He talks a crap. He talks crap about everybody. Equally, he uses stereotypes, and then he makes fun of them because some people do fit into those stereotypes. People, some people don't. The important thing is that seek for understanding there are people that do stupid things but that's an individual's decision and that individual has so many more complex issues and things that are going on with them than our ignorant asses could possibly understand. So what I'm asking is for you to be humble enough to understand you don't know what's going on with that person. You may say, he's a racist. But my bet is when you ask more questions and you dig deeper you'll find out what he's being racist against is not the color of someone's skin it's not facial features it's not the side of the railroad tracks that you live on. 
It's not from the country your ancestors came from. It's not. We'll say it. Racist. We don't know. It comes from ignorance. And it comes from hurt. And it comes from wanting to be accepted. And if somebody doesn't feel accepted and they don't feel love, they're not going to seek understanding. They're going to lash out. And for any of my brothers or sisters out there that have experienced hate in any form, you can dress it up and you can call it out by any other name. You can call it racism. You can call it bigotry. You can call it prejudice. You can call it inequality. But understand that comes from an individual. And that individual is hurting. And that individual wants to hurt others. And he'll do that by any means necessary. And me and you can call it what we want to call it to make us feel better. So we don't have to go deep. We don't have to spend time and attention on somebody that has hurt us or has hurt somebody that we loved or has hurt somebody that we know of. We don't want to spend time thinking about that because screw that guy. Screw that girl. And we just might find out that our preconceived notions are wrong. Our preconceived notions are wrong. I don't like to admit when I'm wrong. Maybe some people do. The golden rule, treat people as you would treat yourself. Whenever I walk into a room, I do this little exercise. I sometimes pretend that I am who I'm talking to. 
whatever, a child, a senior, a male, a female, whatever color of the spectrum their skin is, however they speak, whatever their facial features, whatever their height, or whatever their width. however many legs they have, however many arms they have. And I imagine myself in their shoes talking to me. And what that does for me personally is it allows me to connect and if I am this person, there is an automatic love. There is an automatic acceptance. And so it gives me the freedom to be myself and to speak candidly of whatever I think. And I, I've experienced growth and I've experienced connection and I've experienced good situations based on that. Not everybody does that. People will look at me and they will make assumptions and they will make judgments and that's fine. I think making assumptions and making judgments and jumping to conclusions is an innate characteristic of all human species. That is how we learn to survive. When we were up against animals that had more muscles, stronger muscles, teeth, shells, claws, we had to develop our reasoning skills in order to survive. We had to develop coordination activities so we could survive. If it was us individually up against the lion, you're dead meat. But if we talked to a few people and coordinated efforts, we could trap the lion and we turn the tables. I don't believe racism is actual racism. I don't believe the people that are out there that we call racist, the majority, there's always exceptions, but we're throwing that word around like it's water. And I just don't agree with it. We call people racist, but are they racist against the skin color? Like, what exactly is it that they're racist against? Is it my race is better than your race? Well, what is my race? I don't even know. But you, you call my race white because of my looks. 
or the way I speak. But what does that mean? Is it European? Because when you get European, there's a lot of different cultures. Is it Russian? Is it German? There, there's a lot of different moving parts in that, I guess, is my point. When you boil it down, the innate characteristic inside of us is something that is always looking for people that are like us in whatever way. It doesn't have to be skin color. Maybe we're both trumpet players. Maybe we're both tall. Maybe it is the color of the skin because we're two white people in a bunch of brown people area. Or maybe we're two black people in a bunch of white people area. So we're always looking for common characteristics as an innate mechanism for survival. So people will gravitate to those that are most like them in whatever way. We all have that. And it's okay. It's okay to have that. That's how we're here. That's how our ancestors survived. But as more and more people evolve, we can take our innate characteristics and we can build upon them. Let's call it for what it is. Do some self-reflection. If you think you're racist yourself, forget about him and forget about her. Push those people aside. Ask yourself, am I racist? And let's say your answer is yes. Are you black? Are you racist against white people? What does white people mean? Is it the color of their skin? Just remember, there are people in Europe, Germans, for example, went to war against the Russians. They hated each other. So are you racist against both of those people just because of the color of their skin? The way they talk? Their facial expressions? Their facial characteristics? Ask yourself, what do you feel sensitive about? And when you find that place, ask yourself why. Has somebody mistreated you? 
did you experience something that was unfair? Do you have a friend that you look up to that said things that you agreed with and now you've taken on that same mentality? Ask yourself the same question. If you're white and you believe you're racist, is it, are you racist against black people? Is it because of the color of their skin? Is it because where they're from? Is it because how they talk? And find out where are you sensitive? And then ask yourself, why? Did somebody mistreat you? Did you see something that was unfair? Was there somebody that you knew that exhibited personality traits that you looked down upon? You know, there is no end to how far our mind can go to create connections or to create divides. Where the rubber meets the road is not about other people. It's not calling that person a racist. It's asking yourself Am I racist? And what does that mean? Because my bet to you is that the more questions you ask yourself, the more you're going to understand it's not racism. It's an individual that has been hurt that desires acceptance and is looking for retribution. That is what people feel when you boil it down they can call it racism you can call it what you want and I don't want to continue to kick a dead horse because I keep saying the things in a different way but it's important to me that if you're listening to this podcast it's called the move podcast M is to make a difference in other people's lives Oh, offer up your time, your talents, and your gifts. Find victory in the small things. 
and encourage others. And you and me, we can make a difference. We can make the world a better place through love, through acceptance, and through good work. I know you guys have probably heard that saying, the grass is greener on the other side. And a lot of us have heard, no, the grass is greener where you water it. My friends, we have a choice on how we think about our lives, on how we think about others. But make your choice and your first question directed inward. Thank you for tuning in to the MOVE podcast.